The Bostonian versus the book is being brought to you by Mullen Labe Cigars. Every man dies, not every man really lives. It's a movie line. It's the fundamental principle by which this premium, organic, small batch cigars are made. Their tobacco has a 200-year-old generational line and is grown in soil free from GMOs, fertilizers, and pesticides. Mullen Labe Cigars are produced in small batches, and when they are gone, they're gone. Their work is marked by an outpouring of skill and pride. The result is a cigar that defines the luxury smoking experience one worthy of your finest moments. Celebrate your biggest victories with Maolave Cigars. Shop today at M-O-L-O-N-L-A-B-E cigars.com or check out the link on the BBB Discord channel. Maolave Cigars, don't wait to experience something great. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Play him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. It's a new week. It's a new Monday edition of the Bostonian versus the book. Dave Sherpin, Matt Peralt. Heat is the day, word of the day here in Las Vegas. It is a million degrees here in town. If you have not heard, everything is hot. Everything is sticky. Dave Sherpin, the book, Matt Peralt, the Bostonian, live on YouTube and Twitter. Sports Grid on the replay. Dave, how do you stay cool when it's 110 outside? Went to the summer league yesterday. It was freezing in the Thomas and Mack Center. Good for you. Freezing. I, I had the opposite reaction in the gym I was in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was it was ice cold in there. Pick cold places to go. Like to see a lot of movies in the summertime. Yeah. Uh, the kids been at the bowling lanes three times this past week because it's freezing in the bowling lanes at the casinos. So um Anywhere cold. We might even go ice skating this week just to go to the rink and get some uh, get some coldness and some exercise. Yeah, it's hot as hell. Yeah, I, I've been in my pool the last three days, so I just yeah. normally that's the first time all year. <laughs> I just need to get like the body temperature down. <laughs> just yeah. get, get in, drop the body temperature down a little bit, let the kids go, and Madeline and her friend just kind of run and have a good time and sit in the pool. We were in there for two hours yesterday because that's all there is to do. It's either sit in a pool or sit in air conditioning when it's a hundred. I saw last night that someone registered a hundred and twenty-five degree air temperature. Yep where they were. Yeah. It was, uh, was stifling. Like, I mean, we parked at Thomas and Mac on blacktop Ooh. and walked and yeah. like, you no joke. You could feel it through the, through the yeah. shoes. Like, Coming like up. Well, we stopped to take a picture and the kids were wearing uh, flip-flops. They're like, Dad, let's go stop. Right. Stand here. <laughs> yeah. Hot we, as holy heck around the country. The tan lines though. That's one thing we did not discuss. With the kids with the tan lines with the flip-flops because oh. we discussed tan lines on here yes summertime tan We're talking lines. feet again okay <laughs> yeah we're talking about feet for sure we're talking about traffic we're talking about the weather we're talking about all kinds of different things here on the bvb that's what we do do you know today is the last day without football last day without football for the summer yeah tomorrow multiple teams are reporting rookies minicamp starts or training camp Starts tomorrow, the 18th of July. 
around the NFL. You said something? I'm sorry. Did you say something? I get hyped for this stuff. I love it. Once the guys get on to the facility, under the practice fields, they get going. We start the countdown to football. Yeah. And that means today. Today is actually the unofficial start of the college football season. Yeah, there's media days today, huh? SEC media days in Nashville. Day number one is today. Yeah. This every year when I was working in Alabama and I just happened to see my two good friends who I hadn't seen in 20 years. I'll get to it later in the show over the weekend yesterday, watching their kids play basketball. They've got teenagers, which is crazy to me, but this was the day this was get me to Birmingham. Now it's in Nashville for this year. Next year, it's going to Dallas, which is going to piss off the people in the South. They are not happy about having to go to Dallas for the SEC SEC media days are going to be in Dallas. Yeah, you know who's joining the SEC next year. So they get to host the media days? Welcome to the SEC, Texas, Oklahoma. You're going to drive to the media days next year. No flights for you. They're going to be mad. Oh, big bad. It's a, Oh, my gosh. All the little podunk stations all over the South and South Carolina and Florida and Alabama and Mississippi, they're irate <laughs> because for years, it's a drive. They always go because it's content. This is what this week is for people in the media covering the Southeastern Conference. They finally get content. They've been struggling all June because baseball is a non-starter in that part of the country. So you have you literally have nothing to talk about except the spring game. So now you get fresh content. You get players. You get conversations going. You get coaches like Brent Venables, the coach of Oklahoma, throwing shade at Deion Sanders at the Big 12 football media days last week. You get those types of conversations and all of a sudden you got headlines and you've got clickbait and you got all the good stuff to help you percolate your Twitter content back up again. Percolate. It's percolate. What? Percolate. Not percolate. 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 It's with a C. Percolate. Q. Q. C. Percolate. 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 You can say A if you want. Percolate. You want to drop the Boston accent on there and make every U and A if you want. Percolate. (laughs) Do that if you want. (laughs) But that's what that was. (laughs) It's a Boston accent. So you can go ahead and do that. But that's the today. I mean, I can't tell you how many times in Birmingham. So when they held when they hold it in Birmingham, they heard it hold it next at a at a a hotel attached to a mall. And there's Mm. a long hallway that attaches the mall to the hotel. That's Mm. where the row is. And so you know who's on Radio Row just based by the level of media craziness. I never saw Saban at peak Saban. I never saw it. I just saw Alabama coaches and Auburn coaches and, you know, the, the, the big names and they would come through. Supposedly, it gets gotten so bad that they can't even bring Alabama coaches down to that area anymore because the public like goes crazy like it's the Beatles or something. So, really? yeah. So I'm curious about Nashville because Nashville is trying to pry the SEC championship game away from Atlanta. Oh, so they don't think Atlanta should have it every year. They yeah. want it to move like SEC media days. Always was in Birmingham. Now it's moving. So this is sort of like what's happened with the draft. It was always in New York. And now the draft is moving. So these conferences are starting to figure it out. They're going to move it around. Like the Pac-12 football media days is this week here in Vegas. Yeah. Are we going? I haven't. Today it's on my bucket list or on my list of things to do. Okay. This week to kind of figure out whether or not we can get into that or not. We don't really cover the SEC, but we're here. So why not? 
it's one of those things Pac-12. where I didn't. Pac twelve. Sorry, Pac twelve. I didn't even know the Pac twelve was coming this week. Like I didn't have like I was like you're coming to Vegas. Like I know yeah. the title game is here, and I know UNLV might join the Pac twelve. It's a little. One weird, of our guys that signed up for the proxy service told us that. We, we were, we were it's a little weird, there. though, is it not? Well, yeah, but I mean, it makes sense because the conference title game is here, and okay. they're trying, I think, to to get a presence here. I don't know. I mean, if they can pry UNOV out, if UNOV is leaving, staying, I don't know. I think that's the intention, but it's Vegas. Everybody's looking for an excuse to come to Vegas. Everybody. Like, there isn't enough stuff going on. I mean, it, it makes sense. I don't know. Everybody will come if they right. come to Vegas. The SEC might have a better media day if they told them they were coming to Vegas than if they're going to Dallas. They're not going to be happy about the Dallas trip. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Probably. Maybe. I don't know. I think it's depends on why you're coming to Vegas. But yeah, because I learned a whole thing about the AAU schedule, which is totally different than what it was when I was covering. AAU here in Vegas because the last week of July was always the last contact period for college coaches mm. with up and coming juniors and seniors. And so it was always a very big summer for anybody who was a rising junior or a rising senior. It was always a really big summer to go and impress, to get your offers up before you would go and commit. These kids commit now going into their junior year instead of going into their senior year, which used right. to be the norm. So now it's actually in the middle of the month this past weekend was mm-hmm. actually the debt. Now the debt period starts now. So all the AAU programs ended yesterday for games. That's why they're all were here in Las Vegas for their mm-hmm. big time, big time college uh, high school basketball. So there was every college basketball. I mean, I saw every team basically in the country yesterday. I mean, it was insane. <laughs> every coach was there and they all were watching this high level AAU tournament. So that's here now. The summer league ends tonight here in Las Vegas with mm-hmm. the championship for that. So the NBA ends and then we get into Pac-12 football media days here at the end of the week mm-hmm. before we get into Raider training camp, which opens up at the end of next week. Right. <laughs> it's just like, this is a, I mean, it's become. Yeah, the, uh, the F1 is still causing hell. daily havoc. As hell well. is the word yeah. it's causing. It's yeah, absolute it's, it's, hell. I saw a picture that I tweeted out this morning. Uh, it was from last night. Someone on Facebook posted it. Do you know that there's like neighborhoods that have to look at the sphere? Like every night when they get home from work, the sphere is like right yeah. there. <laughs> like yeah. I, I don't know if I would appreciate that. I think that hurts property value that like you have this ridiculous beacon of light. When you walk out of your driveway, you're like, what the hell is that today? <laughs> like, Forget about the light. How about when it's the eyeball and it's like looking at you <laughs> like that? Or would when you it's like that? Annoying bouncing basketballs within a big basketball. Would Just you like bounce. that though? Would you like to have that as be like your backdrop in your front yard? No, it'd be awful, right? It'd be really annoying <laughs> to have the that. lights went out here the other night, all around the streets and stuff. Okay. It was pitch black up here, and it was awesome. Like it was just there wasn't a street light around, and I don't know if the one street, like if they lost power okay. across the way, but it was dark, dark. That's the way Arizona is. You you took a ride out to your being no hand knuckles house. Couldn't live there. Not a street light anywhere. No, thank you. North Scottsdale, you guys are nuts. It's kind of nice. Uh-uh. Not a uh, fan. I don't know. Not a fan. I get why they have security guards now. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> well, I mean, you can't see nothing. You, you, you Covert kind of, operations. Walking around. Or just, just, you can't see anything. Animals. You can't see yeah. anything. 
wildlife all over the place. But no, I don't want the ball and the light all the time. I mean, you know, we ride by that neighborhood a lot, going signing people up and being down there. It's bright. It's uh, distracting. And if you live in one of those nice high rises that, you know, oh. you want to have nice view, you're just staring at this big ball. So. <laughs> I don't mind the view. If I was up above, I wouldn't mind it. I just think the picture that I had was like this guy is in a ranch house. He's walking out of his driveway. And then right there at like 10 o'clock is this enormous glowing ball. <laughs> it's just like, I'm not sure I really would be down with that every single night or every single morning, depending on when I'm coming home or leaving. It went, when Somebody, the sun's down. Somebody tweeted about the Win Golf Club. You have right. to, half the holes, you know, it's an exclusive club, 500 yep. around, all this other stuff. And you're staring at yeah. this big ball, you know. <laughs> it's, it makes for easy, you know, you just, you make for, aim for the eyeball. Okay. Right. I <laughs> gives you, so. gives yeah. you a target to go out and, 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 and hit at it. So, all right. DeAndre Hopkins over the weekend did pick a team. He picked Ryan Tannehill over Mac Jones going yes, with the bigger contract with the Titans. Yes. The Titans have had a really bad run, Dave, of, of, of wideouts ending their careers with the Titans. Randy Moss went there, ended his career. You've had Julio Jones. The Randy Moss era in Tennessee. Julio Jones went there, ended his career. Yeah. Now we've got... DeAndre Hopkins at 31 years of age going to the Titans. It did nothing to the number. Why would it? It's a wide receiver. <laughs> nothing yeah. to the number for the Titans. Would have no, it would have no impact whatsoever on the number. I don't know if it has an impact. I mean, it's supposed to have an impact on the Titans. We'll see. Rabel's yeah. a good coach. He is. Um, try to find him the ball. A.J. Brown got out of Tennessee. And boom. Thriving. <laughs> Boom. Look what he did you know, with the business the is booming with him. Uh-huh. So um I don't know. It was, I, I I'm surprised it. he picked Tannehill over Mac Jones simply no. from I am because it, it it I get it. He wanted money and he wanted special treatments. And that's basically why the Patriots weren't interested in matching the money. A veteran or quarterback. You want a veteran, a veteran quarterback? Ryan Tannehill is a veteran quarterback. Third-year guy. I think the Bill O'Brien situation comes into play more. I mean, Mac, Mac Jones is a third-year quarterback. This isn't a rookie. A new system with Bill O'Brien that he knows already. You'd walk in and know the system. New system. Unproven. What's unproven? Mac Jones. No, Mac Jones is not unproven. No. You know what, what you have with, wrong with you. Are you serious right now? Mac, Mac Jones is a is a middle-of-the-road NFL starter. He's, a, he's, he's, he's one of the top 25 Starters in the NFL. You guys were running him out of town last year. Yeah. Because running him out of town. If you can upgrade, sure. But he is a starting quarterback in the NFL. He will start right, in the now NFL. Now he is. Nah, he'll start for a while. He, Mac Jones is a starting quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> he'll start. <laughs> where is the question? Week eight and you're coming on a show going, we need another quarterback. No, I, I mean, wait. maybe. I mean, you. I'm not saying you can't upgrade the position. I'm not saying the Patriots might need to upgrade the position. But Mac Jones will have a starting gig or compete for a starting gig in the NFL for a while. I mean, he's a first-round draft pick for a reason. He's got... The skill set. I he just lasted has, first round draft picks lasted two years in the league. That means nothing. Well, that's not quarterbacks. Yes. What are you no, talking about? Average. The average lifespan of a first round quarterback is two years. What are you talking no, about? That's I not said, true. Guys, I didn't say average. You're not even listening to the show. I said guys have been drafted in the first round. Right. And I said not quarterbacks. Years. Right. Not quarterbacks. Two years. What are you talking about? That's not quarterback. Quarterbacks don't last two years in the first How round. Did the kid from Houston last that does, that, that does the games now? Which kids? 
Drafted fourth overall. That played college football at Houston. How Johnny Manz- did- Johnny Man- you know, Manzella no. AM played at Houston. No. Chat played it. Played at Houston. Go back and look at it. it um first round pick guys lasted in the NFL. At at the quarterback position? Yes, there's been multiple first round quarterbacks that have been out of the league in three years. RG3 played how many years in the league? Oh, five, six, three, seven? Four. No. RG3 played for multiple teams. RG3 played for uh, like three played, teams. He played for, right. Okay. But he played a total of about three seasons. But he was injury. on rosters. I'm, I, he was on, he was in the league. He was an, he was an NFL quarterback for multiple years. The second contract is a question. You could say how many first round Josh quarterbacks. Rosen, there's one. How many first round quarterbacks Josh didn't get Rosen, a second contract, round. but quarterbacks in the NFL getting a four year contract, they almost always go four years and then Dave they're out of the Wingler, league. But Case Keenum. Keep him coming, Andre Ware. Andre Ware. Thank you, JPC Force. In what year was that? 93? Andre Ware? You said nobody. In the NFL today, in the last decade, quarterbacks since we have the new new collective bargaining agreement where quarterbacks get a four-year deal with a fifth-year option, okay? Okay. Since that's been in place, find me the quarterbacks that were out of the league after two years. That doesn't happen. Jamarcus Russell, Jake Locker, EJ Manuel. These are not true. Look at their numbers. They're out of the league. They're in the league. They're, they're, They're not starting quarterbacks, but they're still in the league. These guys last. You're a first-round quarterback. You last your first four years because you're dirt cheap. Teams find you. The fifth okay. year is the question, and then the second contract is the question. I'm not debating that point, but Mac Jones is still on a rookie deal. So Mac Jones would be a starting quarterback or contending for a starting quarterback. Teams were trying to trade for him. Those conversations with that going on. So like ch- right. choosing Tannehill over Jones is interesting because Tannehill is, could be, is on the way out. This could be his last year in Tennessee. A lot of people don't want him back now in Tennessee after what happened last year in the in the postseason. So I'll be curious. I'll be curious to see what the offense looks like with the Titans. Clearly, both teams are going to run the ball heavily. I mean, they're both going to be run first teams. Yes. So Hopkins wants to get the incentives to make more money. Don't know if that's going to happen or not, but we'll, we'll see. I brought this up for this reason, because this happened today and I couldn't get over this. <laughs> We can make graphics, I guess, for everything and anything and put it out there. Because tell me if you agree with this. I've never heard of this before. This is Feral Analytics, who is claiming that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to win. Feral, Feral, whatever you say. I thought you said Feral, like Scotty Feral. No, 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 Feral. Analytics. They're projecting six and a half wins for the Jaguars. You should play snake music, Charlie, (laughs) behind this. Go ahead. The win total for the Jacksonville Jaguars is nine and a half. For this year? For this year. That's fantastic. They're projecting nine and a half. I've never heard of these people before, but this is, they've said they've done multiple hundreds of simulations of the entire season. And they have found that the Colts are winning eight games, that the the Texans are winning seven and a half games, and that the Titans will win 11 games and go 11 and six this season and win the division going away. The op- the odds are the complete off- opposite of this happening. Wow. Six and a half wins. I was like, can somebody please direct me to the sports book that's going to give me six and a half wins for the Jacksonville Jaguars? That is outstanding work by whoever favorite <laughs> analytics is. Is that do they sell packages? I like don't know. I mean, but they're three wins say, off of the of the say, mark. But that's that's okay. Like that's that's okay to be. 
you know, have a variance. You're yeah. supposed to. I don't want everyone's numbers to say the same. They all say the same. Sorry, Will. They all say the same shit most of the time anyway. Right. Everybody's looking at the same stuff. But my God, <laughs> what do they see in Tennessee that no one else on planet Earth sees? 11 wins? I mean, a successful season in Tennessee would be double-digit wins. Oh, my. It would be. I mean, like, that's insanity to me. It'd be incredible. Well, it's, why is it insanity, though? Think about it. Because I don't think that that team, top to bottom, has an offensive line or a defensive line that's going to be able to hold up. They have arguably the worst offensive line in football. And they're going to try to run the they're going to try to run the ball every down, and when they don't run the ball, they're going to have a quarterback who throws picks when he's pressured. Is Houston going to be that much better? Um, I don't. I mean, I really can't say. We'll see what the new regime does. We'll see. I mean, there's a lot of excitement for D'Amico Ryan's. There's a lot of excitement around it. They think they're going to have. I mean, we'll see how quickly they want to start the kid, and what they want to do defensively, but. I think the Colts have a shot to be worse than the Texans do. Yeah, and there's people that think the Colts can win a division. <sighs> there's legit people that think the Colts can win a division. So is Richardson starting right away? Is he day one starter? We'll find out. That's why they got training yeah, camp. I don't know. I mean, people I, that are talking about this stuff. If you roll I love these out. projections. <laughs> Nobody knows a damn thing. Who's playing who? Right. Vrabel's playing golf with Pat and AJ over the weekend. He knew that uh, D Hop was going there. Yep. He told him he knew Saturday before yeah. the news was released yesterday. And my timeline was flooded with breaking news. DeAndre Hopkins signs with the Tennessee Titans. Like, I'm watching the baseball games. I'm watching Pat golf. Like, it didn't matter. None of this stuff matters. I'm interested to see, though, like, so Pharaoh puts a bug in my ear. Like, I'm like, next thing I'm going to do after the show is I'm going to Google this and see what the hell. It's all my Twitter account. Go ahead. Just go look at my Twitter account. Yeah, all right, I'll do that. And then try to find out, like, what numbers they base this off of, because that's what you can do. Time of possession and defensive efficiency and all this other stuff. I'd love to know how they came up with 11 wins. 11 wins is going to put them in a running for the top seed in the AFC. That seems a bit much. Let me. I'll, I'll read you the full tweet because it's it's quite it's quite funny because people who are Jacksonville Jaguar fans are not are not happy. And I agree, Kincaid. He just tweeted at me saying, "No one has them at six and a half. Six and a half. That's absurd." The Tennessee Titans will be the division champs. Feral Analytics has analyzed every single game of the NFL season and generated projections using the same algorithm that is crushing MLB. Here's why the Titans will succeed this season and what it means for fantasy football. Two words, Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel as a career head coach is 48 and 34 with two division champs in 2021. Titans start, uh, started 2022 with a record of seven and three, despite Tannehill suffering a high ankle sprain week six against the Colts. They sputter at the end of the season with a quarterback carousel of Tannehill, Willis and Dobbs, a fully healthy Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. My QB 20, I guess his 20th ranked quarterback in the league. Okay. The Titans are poised to continue success in the AFC South. The Titans will run an offense through Derrick Henry, my running back six, six foot three, 250, 29 years old, built differently, career high, 33 receptions and 398 receiving yards on 41 targets. The Titans will build their passing game around DeAndre Hopkins and Traylon Burks. D hop remains a target hog and produce 64 receiving yards. Traylon, blah, 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 blah. Basically saying that this team 
not talking about the fact that they have the worst offensive line in the NFL. And their starting right guard is suspended for six games for gambling. No mention of that <laughs> at all. Um, at the Saints, home against the Chargers, at the Browns, tough, tough start. That's their two, first three games. Two on the road, two and three on the road. Yeah, could be a 0 and three start. Home against the Bengals, at the Colts, maybe home one against win. the Ravens. Lost. So there's a one win, one and one and five start. Home against the Falcons. Win. At the Steelers. Loss. At the Buccaneers. Give them a win. At the Jags. Loss. Home against the Panthers. Win. There's four. Home against the Colts. Five. At the Titans. Or no, at the at the Dolphins. I'm sorry. Loss. Home against the Texans. Six. Home against the Seahawks. Seven. At the Texans. Let's say loss. Home against the Jags for the division. Loss. They're going seven and eleven. Or seven or seven and seven and ten. That's that's the that's the schedule. Yeah. Seven wins. Man. And their win total is eight and a half, right? I mean, you guys in the chat came in the chat and said that schedule's weak. I don't know what's weak about that schedule. I mean, the division is perceived to be Jacksonville and everybody else. I don't know if that's weak, guys. But man, oh man. The, I don't the, know. The Tennessee Titans win total at FanDuel is set at seven and a half. What's the juice? Uh juice to the under. Under. Minus one twenty to the under. Yeah, we just we just did it. <laughs> so <laughs> seven or eight. Seven or eight. Yep. There you go. Seven or eight for the for that. And then the Colts, if you're curious, the Colts are six and a half. The Texans are set at um, six and a half. Six, right. Yeah, six, and the Jags are nine and a half. Right. So by those by the sports books, they say that nine or ten wins are coming for the Jaguars, and everybody else will be under eight. Which usually doesn't happen, just for the record. There's always one that exceeds there, and then one one could be really bad. I mean, it's well, in this division, the that's the opposite. Year. But in this division, normally they're all under 500 or right around 500. Right. You go nine wins. You go nine and eight, you may win the division. It's not impossible, given the <sighs> South, given how bad the South has been, how bad these teams have been. Now, maybe, I mean, I think Jacksonville has a real shot of a breakout season. Very high in the Jags. Now I could be dead wrong, but I'm very high on the on the Jags this year. Gigantic crowd in here right now for a Monday when What's everyone up? else in the content space is off. Thank you guys for being here. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Put your number of season wins that the Tennessee Titans will have after we just ran the schedule like that. You guys have been here. You hang here. We appreciate you guys again watching. Um, number of wins for the Tennessee Titans on July 17th when yeah. nobody knows a damn thing. Right. First impression, number of wins. Watch seven. how many people. I think the numbers are going to be seven or eight. There might be a token or two, six or below. I don't think anyone's putting 10. No. <laughs> Just a guess. But, I mean, but remember, they said 11. Their projection says 11. <laughs> See, you can project whatever you want. I know. There were people that projected the, you know, the president of the United States way True. too early, and they were completely wrong. On the so, night of the election, on top of that. That's, you know, that's, <laughs> that's very, very true. There it is. Eight, nine, eight, 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 eight. 
seven, eight, JC from KC with a four. <laughs> I mean, it's not, oh, it could go, it could go, it could bad, go bad, bad, right? He's not, he's not wrong. He's not, he's not wrong at all. It could Malik, be. right? I mean, they're, well, they drafted the kid out of Kentucky, the Will Levis kid. So the year before, some, didn't they draft Malik, Malik? Willis? Yep. Yeah, they, Malik they, Willis, is, is he going to be in the league another year? Yeah. You oh, think yeah. so? First 100%. round draft, yeah. right? Oh, no, he wasn't a first round draft. Yeah, he was. Malik Willis? Yeah. No, they, they, they drafted him later. Will Levis was not a first round. No, he was second round pick. Will Levis yeah. was a second round draft pick. Yeah, right. that's that was the whole thing. Whereas he said it last or two weeks ago that his girlfriend should give him a cut of of his of her Instagram followers because it doubled, and she just signed a deal with Burger King because of her Instagram followers. Remember the Whopper commercials? Because remember Will Levis was sitting there next of to course. his girlfriend the entire night. Everyone's like, yes. when when is Will going to get picked? Her Instagram doubled, went from four hundred thousand to eight hundred thousand, and now Burger King just signed her to a big deal. A big endorsement deal. What is she endorsing? I don't know. She's just doing Whopper commercials for social. You like Whoppers? I do not. Whoppers are pretty good. I do not. I'm not a very. I'm not. I'm not a big fast food fan. I mean, I never have been. Well, I mean, so. back in the day, it didn't. You didn't. No, we Burger were at McDonald's. Doesn't have a much presence up up in the Northeast. Burger King, yeah, it does. Yeah, every basically any rest area on the highway is a Burger King and a McDonald's. Like they're across the street from each other. But we were just a McDonald's household. Yeah. So we were always going to get, I'm not a very big fan of Big Macs either. I like quarter pounders a lot though. That was my go-to. Oh, cheeseburger only for me. No, those are good too. Yeah, those are good. The cheeseburgers, basically cheeseburgers. The the old big chickens too, not the new ones. The old ones. The new ones are, the the, the new spicy ones are blah. I don't know what they're doing with that mayo. It's gross. Oh, I hate mayonnaise. And I like mayo, but it's like the sloppy, spicy. I'm not a very, no, I'm, I'm not a very big fan. So, all right, to baseball. The entire American League East is six games or more over 500. Yes, it is. Who is missing the playoffs? I mean, this graphic is phenomenal. The Rays are 60 and 36 and they've lost seven of 10. And they're still 60 and 36, right? The Orioles are 57 and 35. They're eight and two over the last 10. The Blue Jays are 53 and 41, eight and two over their last 10. And yeah. the Red Sox are 50 and 44. They are eight and two over their last 10. The Yankees are 50 and 44 tied with the Red Sox, but they are four and 10 and six over their last 10. Rays are in. We know this. Who is missing the playoffs? Yankees. I mean, heads roll, right? In New York, if that happens. Well, they can finally have the excuse to get rid of Boone. I mean, Yankee fans can't wait to get rid of that guy. Be careful what you wish for. I can just tell you, but they, they don't like him. Um, who else misses? I don't know. Your Red Sox Boston. are getting hot. Red Sox are plus six, are, are plus six thousand to win the division. They're not going to win the division, but to make no. the playoffs, they're right there, and they've got a pretty soft schedule. The A's for three games starting tonight. It's, I mean, these are the games you got to win. You got to beat up on the bad teams. Red Sox right now, their offense is hot. I'm scoring a ton of runs lately. And, and I mean, just coming off of a sweep of the A's, taking two out of three against the Cubs, now back to the A's. And these are the team. Uh oh. You're frozen. Good. Come back. back. Come back, Jack. There he Shoot. is. Okay. Shoot back. But what do you do? I mean, if you're, a, if you're a bookmaker, the Yankees missing the playoffs always is a good thing for the book, right? Oh, yeah. So it's one, it's just you just 
take it off your plate because mm-hmm. you got enough got enough money handle all that stuff it's always yankees 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 it's top 5 every year no matter who's on the team has been for uh i don't know 15 years yankee bets so that's fine um i don't know it opens it up for sure orioles are making the playoffs Unless they have a real bad collapse. Yeah, colossal collapse. Yeah. I think the Orioles are in. Right. No, I think the Rays and Orioles, you can kind of pencil them in. I mean, put the pen in for the Rays. The Rays are in. The question is the Orioles. Do they fall apart? I don't think that they're going to. And then it's the Red Sox. It's the Yankees. It's the Blue Jays. Only one team is coming out of the Central. And then you've got the West. And it's... I mean, the Rangers are going to be there. The Astros are going to be there. It's one spot for three teams in the East to see who makes it. Very possible. Yankees, Blue Jays, and the Red Sox. This is where MLB screwed up because they took out the six games that these teams would all be playing against each other. So now you only have 13 divisional games versus 19 divisional games. Why is that just, a bad thing? That makes it more important. No, I mean, I mean, I, I, just, I like more divisional games. I don't agree with the, I like seeing divisional baseball in September and mm. we're not going to see it nearly as much. Well, the schedule's loaded that way. They do play a lot of division games, but they don't play as many now. Mm-hmm. Like the, the Braves and the Mets aren't playing in July. Not once. Hard to believe, but uh, hard to make up ground too. It is hard to make up ground. I don't know. Big business who we got to meet again. Signed up for the proxy and stuff. Texas Rangers, big fan. Keeps hyping up that Otani's going to go there. No, the odds are that there's one team. We'll get to it in Otani watch. There's one I know, team. but but that's going to decide your question. Who misses really? the playoffs? Why? Because if he goes to one to the, of those to the Yankees, to the Yankees, he go to the Red Sox. But he's going to go to the Dodgers. <sighs> He's going to the Dodgers. He's not going anywhere but the Dodgers. Uh, he's well, going to the he's going to the Dodgers. So so he doesn't. Otani is not going to impact this conversation, in my opinion. He's going to the Dodgers. You know this. You, you already got I'll, the word. I'll show you. I mean, the Yankees are the odds on favor. Okay, the Yankees are three to one. Dodgers are four to one. If you want to know who's in the running to get Otani, right? So what you heard. It's that's that those two teams are going to battle it out. The problem is, and we'll get to it here in a second, but the Dodgers have something at their disposal that nobody else has. So they're going to be able to make incredible offers. So Yankees are going to have a Yankees might need to like give them judge or something like th- that level of <laughs> trade chip might be on the, have to be on the table and you can't trade him while he's hurt on top of that. So <laughs> do you think the Rangers Raymaker Lou? Hello, sir. Good afternoon. He just came in and said, Rangers, Astros, Seattle could all make the playoffs. True. He's right. Okay. Now that puts them all out. Every one of those other three, because it's Baltimore and Tampa. Fair. They're all not making it. Fair. That's what's more likely, all of them or one of them? Um, I mean, look, if Seattle gets hot, (laughs) I mean, all you could have all three of those teams in the West make it 100%. And then you've got two of the three wild cards out of the West and one in the East, and that's going to be the Orioles. And I'm not putting it past the Orioles to get caught by one of the other three teams. Blue Jays, Red Sox, Yankees could catch the, the Orioles. Get caught. 
The Rays aren't going to get. I would be stunned. I mean, they I are know. struggling. Their pitching is starting. They are leaks struggling. Of serious yeah. oil, and they are giving up. I mean, they they were the best team in baseball for the first half of the year at home, and now they're getting crushed at home. So they're coming back down. You know, water is finding its level. So the Rays could get caught. I'm, I guess I shouldn't put it totally out of there that the Rays won't get caught. They could, which would be awesome. I mean, if you had imagine all five teams going after the division or they either make the playoffs or not. <laughs> and they have to go and catch the Orioles and the Rays, And they, you know, it turns into, you know, a huge race and you hope that one of those teams makes the, makes a wild card, but they might not see. That's the other side of less division games, more teams in the division can make the playoffs, right? Right. They play true. each other less. They just beat up on the A's and the bottom feeders of the AL central. They have, they'll end up with more wins than almost every team in the other division. Now they're in. So I don't know. It has pluses and minuses. I, I, I can't wait. I cannot wait to see one star Gorov came in and said it. The baseball, most of the, the divisions, eh, the races, but the wild card race is going to be fun as hell. I can't wait. And I wouldn't say the divisions are all gone. I mean, I think the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks are going to be fun to watch. I think uh, the Central's not. Both centrals aren't runaway. Centrals are fine, but the They're centrals are always a division. I mean, and it's like that one's for blood because the loser's out. Right. And there's no insurance getting a wild card in the centrals. Yeah. The Rays and the Braves kind of have established themselves on a different level. Yes. And so those divisions are, those races are going to be difficult to become competitive. But I mean, the Braves in particular, but I, I, I don't know. I, I think the West, AL West and the NL West. NL Central and AL Central are going to be fun to watch. And then maybe if the Rays do fall apart, that could be one of those collapse, historical type collapses. You start watching a train wreck in slow motion. <laughs> the Rays, if the Rays are dying. Speaking of train wreck, Jimmy Jack c- 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 with 4Ks just came in and said, has anyone ever heard of these pitchers in the Guardians and Pirates game? Am I being pranked? LOL. Priester's making his end Major League Baseball debut tonight for the Pirates. Oh, so any good? Uh yeah. Um, okay. I believe a 2019 first round draft pick. Is that the kid that they tweeted out when they told him in the dugout? His 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 manager I, said you're going to the big leagues. I don't know if that was. I didn't see it. If it I saw a, a Pirates tweet yesterday where they had the manager of the of the double A AA or triple A club. I'm not sure which one it was, but they pulled him out and he was like through four innings, gave up one hit and he was shut out. And he was like, "What the?" He's like, "He's like, I got to pull you out." He's like, "Why?" It's like going to the big leagues. <laughs> he was oh, like, no. Nice. Oh. <laughs> so I didn't see it. Yeah, that's it was, awesome. It was a good moment in the dugout. Oh, the kid yeah, was all like, great. what the? And he was like, going yeah. to the big leagues. He was like, going to, oh, <laughs> going to the bigs, kid. So, so, so that's good. Um, but yeah, that's pirates are a live dog tonight. They've been struggling, but they're a live dog tonight. Jimmy Jack. All right. We'll get back to baseball here in, in just one second, but I want to get your reaction to this. So Joel Embiid. And was asked on a podcast over the weekend. Did Kincaid ask him this? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Oh. But he was asked, I just want to win a championship, whatever it takes. I don't know where that's going to be, whether it's in Philly or anywhere else. Oh. If you're a Sixers fan and now you've got the Damon Lillard situation where Lillard says, I want out. <sighs> are you holding your breath that Embiid's going to ask for a trade? Not holding my breath at all. I that that 
As soon as you say that out loud, you can think that. Just don't say it. <laughs> like, look at your tattoo on your arm like you do and say, you know what? I don't need to say this. I'm going to get the fans mad. Like, I stayed. I am frustrated. This team has been a mess. But, like, it, it finally, they, they got a new coach that's, right. like, going to take it very serious and hold players accountable. Like, But does he want to play for him? Nick Nurse might be a problem for Embiid. They didn't get along recently. <sighs> They're jawing back and forth, talking through the media, talking on the court. Maybe Embiid doesn't want to play for him. All the success that they've had that's earned, like seriously, like just just show up and play. We'll, we'll put the team together. That's it's frustrating. Yeah, I'm, well. I can't be alone. As, as you know, and I'm a pseudo Sixer fan. I like to root for them, and you know, I got excited about them because of the song, and then you know, newbie does a, a, an Embiid impersonation that's hilarious. Did it here? I think it's good. And now this is bad. Do you see any positive in that comment? No. If a player says it publicly, it's a shot. Like you don't just, you know what you're saying. You know why you're saying it. In, in fact, you've, you've probably been told to say it. Oh, your agent, you don't just pop off like this. Your agent's involved. Everyone's involved. They know when you say something like this publicly, this is a Philly sports talk radio is a blaze. That tweet came from WIP, the number one sports talk station in Philadelphia. That was them. That was that's that's their fan base. So I think they right. air the Sixers. I think that's the Sixers. So they trying to incite a riot with that move. They're trying to incite something. Maybe not a riot, but maybe they're trying to grab a hold of Nick Nurse's, you know, his attention, or maybe at the front office or somebody. We're not happy about something that's going on. Can't be the money, but it might be Harden. It might be who's on the roster. It might be what Nick Nurse is asking of Embiid. He doesn't like something. So what that is up to the coach in front office to find out, but he's obviously upset about something. Better find out quick. All these guys are going to make moves and put all the guys on teams. Although I don't think Lillard's going anywhere. No, I don't either. Not the moment, at least. I mean, yeah, they're not in a hurry to do anything there. And I said, I wouldn't. Why would you? I mean, I'm not going to be dictated to like, we're doing what's best for us. Dame. Sorry. You don't want to be here. That's on you. We have your contract rights for three more years. You signed the deal. Like before you say here's that stuff, here's, don't, here's you the to, right, don't you have to think about that? Like, I can't go anywhere. I could try to force them to. Maybe, I don't know. We'll talk you about You signed that. the document. You signed the document that stated that you were going to stay. <sighs> no one forced you. No gun to your head. No one under coercion. Now saying, I want out. You're a trade chip. You're a valuable commodity because whatever trade happens, if you do get sent out, you have three years left. So a team knows you're going to be on the roster for a long time. But the asking price is going to be huge. Monty's in the chat, Jim Montgomery. He said the front office of the Sixers is a mess. It's been that way for a while, though, has it not? <laughs> I, was gonna say. I mean, it's been, <laughs> this, this is not like a new thing with the Sixers for front office being a mess. All right, it's time for Atani Watch. The Dodgers are the right had to put on there, Mrs. Cherapan, because the Angels... Yeah, I had the Angel one all teed up for this, and you said he's going to be a Dodger. Well, the Angels have an idea of what they want for Otani this coming over the weekend. Small country? What are they? Um, kind of. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, John Morosi, the Angels are now in listening mode for Otani. Sources say 
suitors must be prepared to offer multiple top 100 type prospects to even begin the conversation with Shohei Otani. The reason why this is significant is because there's one team in the same city that leads Major League Baseball with prospects in the top 100, the Dodgers. They have nine top 100 prospects. Plus dun, dun, the, dun. <laughs> right? Plus the money, plus the desire for staying in Los Angeles. Shohei goes nowhere. He knows the market. He just switches uniforms. So he takes like the same helicopter like Kobe used to take up. He lives in Orange County. Doesn't drive on that 405 because that mm-hmm. traffic is terrible. Just gets right up, gets uh, dropped off at Dodger Stadium every day. What a deal. Damn it. Like Now, the only question is, would the Angels be willing to trade Otani inside the same market, let alone division? The answer, I think, is yes, because you have to start looking at this from a business perspective. And correct. If, the, if the Dodgers are going to wind up giving you four to five top 100 level prospects that could be on the big league roster within a year or two, you can dramatically change the end of Mike Trout's career with the Dodge, with the Angels, in a what winning way? Yeah, in a winning way, you build an actual team that could win a championship. Mm. You build around Mike Trout, which you've already signed him. He's committed to you. You committed to him. Otani is a guy that you have to listen to everything, and the Dodgers would be willing to part with. I mean, who knows how many top one hundred prospects they've got? Nine that they can play with. There is the problem that John Morosi reported over the weekend on MLB Network, and I think this is accurate. The Angels don't know where to start to build the to build the practice to build the package rather because there is no in history of baseball we've never had this. There's no comparison. Uh-oh. There's no chart to go. Well, this guy went for this, so that means our guy goes for that. There's none of that. So you're you're worried about all right? Do we ask for? too much in hope that we get what we want or do we ask for something that is insane and that everyone says no way and they all walk away like there's no way to judge the market as to what would somebody be willing to give up for a player of this caliber are they are they robots like like can't they just pick up the phone and talk to each other like what do oh, they want? are what do they, they are give? talking like, I mean, yeah. yeah but like there's nothing to compare him to because there's been no player like him yeah the 674 career games for him and Babe Ruth. The stats are unbelievably identical. Number of home runs, number of pitching wins. It is alarming. And Babe Ruth is regarded as one of the top three players to ever play the game. He's on the same exact career path of all of these numbers, doing it in the modern game. Right. It's incredible. I you're going to get everything you can and then some. This is your one-time shot to fix a decade of waste, mess-ups, mistakes, all of it. Otani leads major league pitchers, qualified pitchers, in opposing batting average still here on the 17th of July. And he hit his 34th home run of the year last last night. <laughs> People betting him to hit a home run like every day. It doesn't even matter what you make the number. He just hits it. He's the hardest guy to get a hit off of. And now he has 34 home runs on the season. 
Saturday night Before against August. Houston. 0 for 3. Three, like two Ks, look terrible. Gets up in the ninth and hits a ball opposite field, 415 feet for a home run to spark a rally that the Angels ended up coming back and winning. Diablo 666 came in and said, Otani will homer today versus Severino. Severino's given up 14 earned runs his last two starts and given up three homers in those two games. So he said, likely did a home run tonight. I don't know, man. Did they trade him to the Dodgers for how many? For how many top one hundred prospects? It's the question. I mean, everyone's got a price. Well, if the Dodgers know that he wants to go there, or they got the inside track to sign him, why the hell would they give up all the prospects for him and just wait? Because the Dodgers are operating like the Yankees used to. The Dodgers want to win right now. They don't want to wait. I mean, think about it. If you're a top one hundred prospect in the Dodger farm system right now, say you're not a pitcher. Where do you hope to play? <laughs> like if you're a right fielder, you know, you're in trouble. If you're a first baseman, you know, you're in trouble. <laughs> if you're a center fielder, you know, you're in tr- like, they've got l- guys who are going to be there for a while on that roster. Right. So you have to wonder, well, we've got these spots already shored up. So if we have a top 100 outfielder, we're good. Top 100 infielder, we're good. Like we can make moves and trade these guys and maybe they turn in something great, but Otani is going to come in here and give us when Kershaw retires, it's Otani's pitching staff. If I'm the Dodgers, I don't even consider it. Really? Uh, if, if I know he's coming in three months, uh, we'll figure out this year. We'll get him for the next. It's a minimum eight year contract, right? He's 31. Otani's 31. Think so? You're frozen. I should be back. Oh gosh, I'm back. That face, Mikey Awesome's going to clip that. That was <laughs> unbelievable. Otani um, is um is twenty nine. Yeah. Okay. In the prime of his career, you never see a player of this caliber on ability and being a free agent. Deal. You could easily, yes, hundred percent. I don't know if you give him a seven hundred million dollar contract, hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah, I don't know if you're giving him that, but you might give him ten years, six hundred million. Wow. I mean, I think teams. I mean, given that Miguel Cabrera is still in the league, making obscene amounts of money, I think teams probably are going to be a little bit wary of the later thirties in the post steroid right. era. Yep. They're not going to be as comfortable with a 37 year old, 38 year old, 39 year old making 60 and $70 million. Yeah. So I think they probably go for a six or seven year deal, but I don't know. I mean, it's really difficult to gauge what this guy is going to look like and what he could do. Cause he may put up numbers we've never seen before. <laughs> be so funny. If he, if he does go to the Dodgers, like, what do you make the price? What are they plus one fifty to win the world series for goodness sakes, even money to win the pennant. Yeah, like, probably. They're already low. Like, right. what do you go? What do you go to? I, I, it's, I don't know. I want they're, them to go to an American League team, mess everything up. Oh, yeah, it'll be fun, but it's not going to happen. I don't. I, he's not going to an East Coast American League team on top of that. I hope he goes to Boston, messes up. Oh, that'd be phenomenal. I'd be light I'd up, be, light up listeners for the show. It'd be great. I'd be great. Put Otani into Red Sox uniform. I'd be ecstatic. I mean, Yoshi. I mean, think about it. This, it, the Red Sox would have to know or at least believe that they would be in the running to keep Otani 
and have the money prepared to pay him to keep Otani if they right. traded for him. John Henry has not shown the stomach to do any of that. Nope. So nope. that would be surprising. They yeah. did pay Rafael Devers, which was good, but uh, they've let Mookie walk. They've let Xander Bogarts walk. Uh, do they? I don't know. I mean, again, you know you're making the money back, in particular with Boston because of the Asian influence and what you can do over there. Yoshi's already killing it for the Red Sox in Asia, sales-wise and jersey-wise. You put Otani and Yoshi together, that's huge. That's the only draw to Boston in my mind is that his good friend is already there. He loves it in Boston, reportedly. He's playing very well for the Red Sox. Put Otani on there. They can go try to recreate what they did for the World Baseball Classic. They lost that game. Maybe they try to win the World Series together. But the Red Sox <laughs> giving up, I mean, they have to. The level of prospect you have to give up to go and get them, and then you better be able to resign them. Yeah, I mean, if they if they do it and know that they can re-sign him, or at least have the front runner opportunity to him and Bellow at the top of the rotation, cool. Devers locked down on the corner for a long time. Got a pretty good nucleus right away. Yeah, yeah, Yoshi there as well, playing second base for a long term. Just, there's a lot of good things happening there. Yeah. And I hate, you know. Yeah, but I'd I mean, rather go to Pittsburgh. That shuts up. That I mean, if you're John Henry, that shuts up the naysayers for at least a little while because everybody hates the guy in New England. Right. So it at least gives the people to go, oh, okay, because 2018 wasn't that long ago. But to Red Sox fans, it was, you know, 20 years ago. Right. And they're, they're like, this is awful. Yeah. You know, luckily the Yankees have stunk too. So it's kept some of the heat off of him, but it's still a team that wants to be in contention every single year. And they're letting homegrown superstar prospects walk out on the regular. Welcome to my world. This is what's happened in a long time in Pittsburgh, but yeah, they're starting to circle the wagons and keep them together a little bit. We'll see. I don't know. It's going to, it's going to decide a lot of things. Biggest reality though. He's not staying on the Angels, right? No, there. I mean, you say first it was, we're not going to trade him. Then it was, well, now we're listening. Now it's, well, if you are going to talk to us, you must have a top, you know, a, a glut of top 100 prospects. Right. Like we're going to get to the market. We're going to get to what they want at some point. Now, do they pull the trigger? We'll see, but they can't they're going to go down the drain. Like this guy's going to walk in the off season and you're going to lose him for a draft pick. Like you have to trade him between now and August 1st. Like you've, you just, you're doing such a disservice to yourself unless you do. And the Red Sox did this a couple of times where you go to the guy and say, this is our last best offer. Do you want to stay? And the guy says, I want to go to the open market. You close up shop and you trade him. Like, you just basically make one last gasp so you can go to your fans at the press conference to announce he's been traded <laughs> to say, look, we tried. We, 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 we gave oh. him an offer. He said, no, we were going to lose him in the off season. We chose to make this decision and move him now. <laughs> because your fan base is, is going to burn jerseys. They're going to tear up their tickets. <laughs> They're going to go. That's I'm, it. Just, gonna out. I'm thinking of being the guy standing next to the guy at the press conference that has to say that. Yeah. Going. They're, 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 yeah, they're right. Coming, Duck. They're coming for us. They think, what is he saying right now? They're Duck. lucky that they play in Los Angeles. Right. And that their fan base is 
not a East Coast fan base. Apathetic? Is that what you're going to say? They're not going to call Sports Talk Radio and go crazy for six months. Like, this is not going to be like finding your phone number and harassing your kids at school and the stuff that happens. It'll be a national story more than a local story. Heck, 100%. 100% a bigger national story than local. Totally agree. And fans would be like, well, we got Mike Trout still. (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 look, no, look at the look at the bright side. We still have my trout. Remember the rally monkey, right? I love that thing. I think it was awesome. Yeah, definitely. That ballpark still is garbage, though. Even with the rally monkey, still still a garbage ballpark. Needs to be fake rocks. Damn fake rocks in center field. I can't stand those things. But Looks good on TV, it does. Dodgers. <laughs> if they don't get him, I'll be stunned. Stunned. I wouldn't bet the Yankees three to one. I bet the Dodgers four to one like that better odds who's the next choice um baltimore let's see the next choice it is a uh mets six to one giants seven to one mariners seven to one you get past the Mets right off the list the, the mets are come on stop that's Agreed. crazy giants sleeper for yep. sure yeah all the markets that he might sign seattle. with yankees yeah. dodgers right. san francisco seattle those are all the markets that he might wind up going to. So it makes sense for those teams to be the most attract, most interested in giving up top level prospects because they could keep a Tani. It's all about whether they're going to keep him or not, whether or not he wants to stay. Right. If he wants to stay, you know, then, then, you know, he, he wants to, when you trade for him, say, Hey, I'll play there. I'll sign there. Teams will be more than willing to go. Okay. We're going all in. <sighs> Mr. C's in there. He said, there you go, Dave. The O's are secretly in the running. That would be the shocker. That would the be Orioles? a shocker if he goes to Baltimore. The Baltimore Orioles are 80 to 1. <laughs> to get Otani. Come on, dude. Christopher. Seriously. What are you they're, talking they're, about? <laughs> what are you talking about? You're not getting Come on. They are not getting Otani. Okay. That is that that is not happening. We appreciate the thought though. <laughs> We saw Mr. C over the weekend. We saw a bunch of people over the weekend signing up for the contest we here did. on Friday. We had a busy weekend this weekend signing up people for the Brigade Proxy Service. More people are coming in for whatever week weekend. It seems like the weekend of August 10th to the 14th is going to be rocking here in town. Well, that's the that's the a lot uh-huh. of things going on that weekend. That's the that's the contest weekend that they're promoting. Who? That's not circus. That's not circus yeah. weekend. Yeah. Circus begins the 27th, 28th. Hmm. Bet bash. Oh, it's a bet bash weekend. Oh, okay. Bet bash is that weekend then. Yeah. Okay. And there's some there's something else. There's concert or something. I forget. Yeah, because the Westgate weekend is the 18th, 19th, and 20th. The Circa weekend is 24th, 25th, 26th. Right. So bet bash is the 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Cause yeah. a lot of people are coming in for that. We're getting a bunch of different messages. People saying, Hey, we're, you know, we're going to lock us down for August 11th, August 10th, August 12th. Part of the fun of all this is one, we're signing people up for the contest and they're going to be active. And I'm hoping that somehow almost all of our clients can, you know, collect money. That would be awesome. Hell yeah. But the conversations in meeting these people and like, you know, one being a friend of a friend who, you know, coached them in a basketball, another one, 
saying, hey, listen to you for your SB Nation radio days and all this other stuff. Like, it's been fantastic just getting to know a lot of these people. And now, you know, we're going to hear from them every week uh, as long as they're sending the picks. It's it's fantastic. It's it's been so much fun meeting these people. And, like, my daughter and her friend were with us yesterday, and as we got back in the car, they're like, those guys were complete strangers? I'm like, yeah. (laughs) She goes, well, how did they know you guys? And I'm like, they watch the show. The show. They listen. There's people from other parts of the world <laughs> that listen to the show. They think we're joking around me and you just show up and do this thing every day. I'm like trying to explain to them 10 minutes in the car. I just explaining those guys were from Chicago. I never met them before in my life. I can't believe you didn't know them. No, we never met before. So, well, Nick, Nick, the cop and Pat, the firefighter. It was fun to hang out with them and have a conversation. Mr. C came in town. It was good to sit and have lunch with him, break some bread and talk about stuff with with him and whatnot. So you guys can go to at Brigade Proxy on Twitter. There is the text line that's in the bio 702-570-8255. That's the text number. Or you can email brigadeproxy at gmail.com. Tell us you're coming in. Westgate. The super contest is open. It is millions and survivor equally as open. So we yes. will be doing picks for both those contests. So when you're coming on in, we're starting to see people, people make appointments with us to do both. So if you guys need it, you guys come into one, we'll meet you at one. We'll then curry you over to the other, take care of you on the other side. So you can do both in the same day. We'll take care of that. Uh, when we can do it, we can't always do it, but if you need lifts places, we can give you rides back. Yep. It's the heat 110 degrees. So I got a chance to sit with Pat and Nick and run them back to the Flamingo and it was 115 degrees. How was it getting out of the Flamingo? Was it all right? It wasn't bad yesterday for whatever reason, Sunday okay. night was dead on Vegas. Right. So Good. I was able to get in, get out relatively easily and not have much of a, of a concern there. So unlike the other time I tried to do it, which caused the rant, <laughs> That was not easy, and that was extremely difficult, but that was during the week versus Sunday night when everybody's getting out of town because summer league's wrapping and everything else. So I have a feeling this week going to be pretty quiet here in town. Last week of July. I think you're right. I think so. you're right. I got texts and DMs from a couple people that said, you know, Pete Rault is wrong about a lot of stuff, but he was dead <laughs> on balls accurate with that traffic rant. He said, one guy was like, man, he nailed it. I said, believe me. That's why I put the glasses on. Just let him go. Sometimes I tee him up and let him go. Sometimes we go back and forth. But you really nailed it. That traffic. I mean, even yesterday, I got in pretty easy to Mm -hmm. Thomas and Mac. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, got up to Tuscany. But then I had to go back to drop Mick off at um, Topgolf. Topgolf. And then had to figure out how to get back around and out. Well, that construction on Colval is a nightmare. nightmare. On top of a nightmare. Nightmare. It gone for it's gone from four lanes to one. And it's used to that used to be a vital artery. Huge. Yep. Sneaking in and out of places. Because that's a turn. No more. Well, that's an F1. That's an F1 turn. They're going yes. off the road. F1 is racing on that road. So they are yes. completely annihilating that entire area, widening it, putting in grandstands. Like they are doing all sorts of crap there Damn. that has made it. Basically impossible to drive. If you guys know where MGM is and Top Golf and back of it, that road Koval Lane, which runs in back of MGM Grand, is a nightmare. <laughs> Absolute nightmare. Do not go near that road. Can't go on that road. Can't. It, 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 will, it will add ten minutes minimum 
to your wherever you're going. Yeah, st- sitting there and just not moving. That's the pr- that's the problem. It's a lot of just never you, you know. And you said it like back east. There's times when you're on the road and there's nowhere to go. It's one lane each side in a city street, and there's a problem, and you just sit there and wait. <sighs> not used to that Mm-mm. when you move out west here, anyway. And it was a lot of city. We hate it. That's when people come out here. They're like, we hate the traffic. So we lived here. Like we moved, it's easier to get around. It's simple. It's, you know, okay. It's a million degrees outside right now, but we'll suffer through six weeks of this to deal with the other, you know, 50 weeks or 48 weeks, whatever. I'm not having to deal with it. So, you know, it's what it is. Uh, Le'Veon Bell. He's reading an apology to Steeler fans. (sighs) Steeler fan for the show, Mr. Sherapan. How do you feel about Le'Veon Bell saying, I never apologized to Steeler fans. This guy like put you guys in a spin cycle for a couple of years. It's too little, too late, Le'Veon. Nobody, <laughs> nobody wants to hear it now. Like you want to come back and participate in the old timers games and sounds get like recognition. It. Like, what are you doing this for? What is the reason? Because apologizing on the way out, the way you did it, they might have had an inkling of a, a, a modicum of morsel, right? Like, okay, guy's not smart. He shouldn't have said that, but okay. Like he's just going through a lot or he's dealing with that crazy AB guy, you know, and Tony, he just had to get out like whatever. There would have been some sympathy. He said, he said, quote, I never apologized to the fans for sitting out or leaving the Steelers. I never apologized. So I wanted to say, I apologize for leaving the best damn fans there is in this damn world. I shouldn't have left. I apologize. I should never have left. I apologize. That's my fault. That's on me. Must want to do a podcast with Ben or something. Right? It's. It feels like he's trying to get back into the graces or he's going to box in Pittsburgh or something because he boxed Adrian Peterson last year. So maybe he's trying to do a boxing event in Pittsburgh or really? something. Wow. I don't know. Remember? He, he had that, yeah. that, that, that one fight that was a clown show. Yeah. So... Maybe he wants to try to do an event in Pittsburgh and try to go back to a place where he's, I mean, if you're talking about a market that he's the most well-known in, it's Pittsburgh, but he's also the most hated in that market. That ain't going to work. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I remember when he held out and there were people literally that said, never. Like, when are you going to let him, we need him. Never. I mean, that's the way a lot of fans felt. Yeah. Like, he's never going to play again, ever, for the Steelers. There was no, oh, just let him this, that. Once you do that, like like and beat a little bit, when you say it out loud, you're done to a lot of people. People and, get very frustrated yeah. with with you. Does and it what seem genuine and, to you? Just, 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 just. No, I don't. I, I don't. I don't think so. He set out the entire 2018 season for the yes. guys. Don't, don't don't remember this. Rather than sign the franchise tag, which he did not sign. In 2019, he signed a free agent contract with the Jets. He did not play well. It was released after his second season. He then went to the Chiefs, Ravens, and Bucks after that. But everybody said the 2018 year, in his prime, he sat. <laughs> he didn't play for a whole he football season. A tremendous year for the in 2017. Steelers. Yeah. And sat. And sat. And got old quick. And yes, he rested his body. They were like, oh, because he was a workhorse in 2017. Stayed healthy. Touched the ball a lot. Caught balls out. He did everything. It was great. Mm -hmm. And then stopped. 
can't come back after that, P-Roll. Jeez, I mean, I don't know. Will people go watch him fight? No. I don't, Rainmaker Lou is a diehard Pittsburgh guy. Okay. Life long through and through. I think he would speak for a lot of Steeler fans and say, so what? Right. Thanks. Apology accepted. No, you're not getting on the ring of honor ever. No, it's you're five not. years ago. I mean, it's a long time. This is not like, you know, you maybe in 2019, 2020 or something along those lines, but like this is 2023. You're now coming to the reality that what you did was wrong. I don't know. I know as age, we become wiser or we see the errors of our ways or whatever, but I don't think Pittsburgh is going to be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You tanking that year. No problem. We're all good with you. Yeah, it's okay. We're good with you tanking 2018. Sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you my money to go watch you in some clown show. Uh-uh. Not happening. People Sorry. might go see a box at the boys in a chat are saying they would go. Some people might go to see him, get his head knocked off, get his, you know, punched maybe, in the mouth. Maybe. If that's what he's trying to do. Fight, I, I, think, I, I think you're on to something more than the boxing side of it. I think he wants to be honored at the games. I think he wants to have his moment. What do the Steelers do? Do they have like a like a, a do they have a jacket? Do they have Hall of Fame? Like what do they have? No, they they recognize guys from the past. Usually one game a year, they bring them back and they walk them out. Everybody, yeah, you know, gives them all their flowers. Like the kids like to say now, everybody gets their flowers, and you know, a lot of them are Super Bowl champion guys. Who I really don't like that saying. What? Like uh, I I I have a Madeline flowers. Moment. Yeah, it cringe. I have a big cringy moment to that. It's, it's, it's a cringy terrible. feeling. It's a really weird, like, yeah. get your flowers or yeah. get you know take your flowers. I don't. It, it sounds and I like giving people flowers. It just sounds very icky to me. I don't like it. It's not a. It's not a good saying in my mind. It's a lot of things that kids say where I go, "What does that mean?" And they're like, "Oh, you know, you give them, uh, you give them the recognition. Why can't you just say give them the recognition?" Come up with something better. I like the slang. I mean, I'm okay with slang terminology. Just that one slang terminology of give them their flowers. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't feel like a compliment to me. It sounds like someone's calling you soft. <laughs> I mean, at that point too, but like, you know, when people pass away, you send flowers too. True. Right? Like it's not always, uh, you know, you're looking to take a title shot, you send flowers. <laughs> looking to pay your respects to somebody who passed away, you send flowers. Now you're sending flowers. Do you want to give somebody their their props and their hype? It's, it's too general. It's not a good yeah. slang word. I agree with you. It's 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 weird. All right, NBA Summer League is ending tonight. Yes, Cavaliers was three and a half last yes. night. It's down to two now. Yes. I didn't bet this. I would have bet the Rockets plus three and a half if I was going to bet it because the rosters are really really wonky. Does anybody have any interest in this in Vegas? Is this going to do any handle at all here tonight? I don't know. They're giving I, I, rings. Like last year was the first year. You get a ring tonight. If you win, they give you a summer league championship ring. Rockets won it last year. They're going for back-to-back. You're serious. Dead serious. You get a ring. You get a ring. Summer league championship ring. Yes. No way. 100%. I think it's a bonus, too. I think you get a money bonus, too. Oh, that's I'm playing for the cash. for right? <laughs> Um. I don't both know. Team, both teams undefeated. Both teams have done very well ATS. We had a lot of fun in there yesterday. It was me, Kylie, and Michaela, Kylie's friend. Both the girls that pitched on the pitching staff, so very close with them. You know, Michaela's like a, a, another daughter. Okay. So we hung out, watched the games. 
in the middle of the Cleveland game, I made a number that I said, you guys taking plus or minus? What do you think? They said, well, what do you mean? I said, it's Cleveland minus five. What are you taking? And I had three. They, they both said minus five. So they said, they we'll take it. it. I said, all right, perfect. They, I'll, they take the, I'll take the, I'll take the plus. And they, Cleveland was blowing them. It was nine. They were up nine or 10 at the time. And I said, five. I hadn't known. I didn't look at one thing. I just, they were up six with like a minute to play. It was, it was fantastic. We watched the game. Push them hell. It's impossible. It's impossible that they, they, that it pushed like the way it went. We're going to lose. Then we're going to, you know, it goes to overtime. Three and a half. Well, it, it, it went to overtime. Yeah. But they they blew it. Target score. Like, it's it's crazy how it felt. But then after that, we did it for the second game. And they took the dog, the Jazz against Houston. So did I. Yes. And, <laughs> and, and, and I was laughing way. because I was like, well, Houston's going to cover. And they're like, but we just went over this. You told us to take underdogs. And I said, sometimes. Well, why would you take the favorite? They asked a great question. Very innocent but smart question. Mm-hmm. Kylie looks at me and goes, so the favorite has to win by more than that number of points. Yes. But the underdog can win the game or just lose by less than that number of points. I go, yes. She goes, why in the hell would you ever take a favorite? And I went, hmm. Kylie, my eyes are getting misty right now. I'm so emotional. I said, this is a very good question. You know? And, and I was telling her Matt was on the jazz and we all lost. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, so we watch both games and Houston, they both play very well together, but the jazz um, top draft pick didn't play. What position? Uh, the George kids guard, Kevante George, can I okay. didn't play because they had the advantage inside, but it didn't matter. Houston yeah. passes the ball and shot three well, no. all over the, the jazz missed a million threes. They took oh, a million. They kept shooting threes. They, yeah, they missed. Instead they, of throwing they it million, inside, yeah, they missed a million. They, they had yes. a guy that would just literally just put up a layup, but they were yes. taking twos for threes. It was you one. See both teams started one for 10, I think it was, behind the arc. Oh, the combined, first quarter combined. was a mess. It was a disaster. Clank, 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 clank. But everybody was shooting. Nobody yep. was taking it to the hoop. Yep. Um, but we watched the games, and I said to them both afterward, "What's who's favorite tomorrow? After watching both games, the championship game is Cleveland and Houston. Who's favorite? And they said, um, Houston. Mm. I said, I would make Houston favorite minus mm-hmm. two. They were catching so, three and a half and everybody agreed because I, w- I didn't bet it, but I would have bet it at plus three I, and a half last night. I don't know how many people care about it. I don't know how many people are going to watch it. I know I watched it. We had a blast. I got to see Lauren. Jabara, nice. she's working for NBA TV. We had a nice visit. Um, oh, she was in there for that. She wasn't in here for, I thought she was in for the Hawks. Okay, she, she was in for NBA TV. Okay. She was in for NBA TV. They flew nice. in for two games. Nice. Two days, okay. yesterday and the day before. And she's leaving. She left this morning. Hottest two days of the year. <laughs> That's what I Well, she said not by coincidence. <laughs> oh, she said the hottest man. two days of the year were the days that I was here. And I said, Lauren, yep. you're the best. Like that was, it was funny. But, um, yeah, watching games, man, like when you see, and you were around a bunch of tall people too, you've been around tall people your whole life. The kids were like, 
looking around. Six there's nine, a, six Dave, ten. There's a kid from France who is 16 years old who is seven foot five yesterday. For real. Seven foot five. He's 16, Pete Roth. Does that mean he's not done growing? He's 16 years old. When he stood up, literally, I thought he was on stilts. <laughs> he just kept going and going and going and going. And I looked at Kevin Walker, who is my good friend from Alabama, and we're, we're having a Huntsville flight reunion. Kevin is 6'11". And I was like, he makes you look small. He's like, he's 16. I was like, are you serious? He goes, yeah, he stinks. He can't play. He's 16 with no coordination whatsoever. So, so but a he's lot of moving parts at that. Seven, at that. He's, he's 16. Seven, six from France, plays at Brook something Academy, Brook Haven, Brook Hill Academy. I don't know what, whatever the, the, he was playing with, but like his head nearly hit the net. It oh almost hit the net. <laughs> Watching him hit you to layup, it was funny. He doesn't jump. He just goes, doink. <laughs> right, <laughs> like right, right, like right. Puts his hands up. He almost hits the rim. It, it, it didn't make any Could sense. he get up and down the court? Yeah, slowly. <laughs> but he can, yeah. But, he, but he's playing against kids who are like 6'8 in bean poles, 6'9 bean poles in AAU. He just turns and just dunks. <laughs> Like it's like playing against your little brother on like a nerf, I mean, a nerf that just basket. Can't be. That's that's when you see it in person. Like we saw oh. a very athletic seven footer yesterday for the Spurs. Right. Can't remember his name, and I didn't get a book. A book was ten dollars. Right. A, a, a guy, a, a guide, and a program with all the team names and you know players and stuff. I just couldn't do it because I was like, I don't know how many of these guys are actually going to be in the right. league. Right. None. But when you see athletic six, six nine, six ten, six eleven, seven footers doing stuff, I can't believe how many people shoot threes now. P. Roll. It oh, used to be reserved. No, 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 no. Everyone. Yeah, yeah, everybody. Everybody. Does. everybody. Yeah, yeah. You have to. You're six eleven or less. Seven footers can be. You know, Embiid shoots threes. Everybody shoots threes. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's part of the game. You have to be. You have to be willing to shoot. I mean, JJ Redick was talking about it on the broadcast for the for the Rockets game, saying like, you know. Some people watch this first quarter and they say, what the hell happened to basketball? <laughs> because everyone is clanking, shoot, shooting threes when they shouldn't be shooting threes. They're clanking them like crazy. Go to the basket, make a play, set a pick, you know, do something to help a teammate, not stand there and jack a shot. That's, I'm not going to lie. I, I thought it. Yeah. And JJ agreed. Quarter. JJ said, I am part of this because that's my position. So obviously I'm a jump shooter. But I understand the anger when you watch a first quarter like this. What happened to basketball? You've you've got to be you have to be at least willing to acknowledge it. I mean, it's funny when I see Madeline, who is only about you know she's getting there, she's getting tall for her age, but she's four, um, she's I don't know four eight four nine something like that like now, and she's around kids who are six eight six nine six ten, and she's just like, how are these people actually this big? And then she saw the seven foot six kid, kid who went like, how old's that kid? It was like he's seven years older than you. She's just like different Close species, way. different species. She's like, he's a human. It's like he's a human. That's what I mean. <laughs> Seven foot six. It's it really is. It's absolutely nuts. So yeah, look up that kid. He was here in Vegas playing yesterday. So he'll probably want him going to a mid major because he was not a very talented kid. But he's seven six. Just throw the ball at the rim and let him go get it. <laughs> Bounce it right to him. So does a kid like that just get patience? Like you just you oh yeah get him and you just, oh yeah yeah we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll teach him hundred percent. Oh. Yeah, I mean Coach Mack would take him probably at Creighton just teach him. If you're a big man, ask you can teach big men. 
yeah, you take him. If he wants to go to college, that is, he may just go play pro ball somewhere because he's seven foot six. <laughs> Wembayama just was seven foot five. He's not Wembayama by any means, though. All right, a couple of baseball plays here today. Gray versus Gilbert. We've got the Mariners taking on the Twins. The total is seven in this game. You dare bet over? These two dudes are under pitchers. Mm. No, I don't want under. I mean, I don't want over. You? I don't want the, any part of this game. I put these games. I don't bet. I <laughs> just to get your take on it. These are games. Last one. DraftKings is last one still at seven and a half right now. Oh, okay. Seven and a half under 20. Everyone else is seven over a quarter, seven over 35, seven over 30. Yeah, I, this is good luck with the over. Tough number. Gilbert's been great. Uh, twins are coming off when they laid one on Oakland. Over the weekend, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I, I. I don't want anything to do with it. I, I would only bet under, though. Yeah, McClanahan comes comes off the IL. Speaking of the Rays, if the Rays are going to avoid the collapse, they need this guy to get going. They need McClanahan to start to be the typical McClanahan. Yeah, Rays are favored tonight, but Dunning's been pretty good for the Rangers. Yep, it's a little surprising to see a home dog like this. Yep, almost took the Rangers. It didn't, but I almost took the Rangers. These first starts back, I like to fade. I like to go against okay. the guy in the first start back. So, so I mean, it would like only Rangers. be Dunning. It's a hard game. Mm-hmm. It's just, this is a playoff preview. I have a feeling these two teams could meet in the Ooh. playoffs. Okay. I'd sign up for it. Well, be fun to watch in a seven game series. I don't, really, I don't know if I want to see a three game series between these two teams. I think I'd rather see a seven gamer. Three game series for Tampa is going to be really hard. If they don't, if they don't get that one seed and they have to play a three-game series, okay, somebody's going to throw two better pitchers in the first two games overall. At fair, them. fair. Although Glassdale's coming back, like he looks, he looks better. like he's getting there. But so I mean, they go McClanahan, Glassdale, or Glassdale McClanahan. That works. It's that's pretty good if it's full Glassdale, but and six know. innings worth of them, not four or three. Oh no! It's it's playoff. Got him go. We're going. You let's go. You stay out right. there. We, we right. need you to go. Yeah. yeah. So that that happens. So I have the Red Sox hung a starter yet? No, undecided. Okay. Still so, so explain this to me now, because this is what I'm. <laughs> I I can't bet this until I know who the Red Sox are going to be pitching. Well, there's two um, places that have it up. If you correct, so that's my question. How do they get that number? Like, what do they do? How are they coming up with a run line and a money line number for the Red Sox against the A's without knowing who the Red Sox are starting? It's more of an against the A's number. But one of them was plus money. One of them was minus 105. One was plus 105. One was minus 105. Like, how do you just, like, what are you doing with, I can't figure out the process. Is that just an algorithm guess? How do you hang that when no one else is hanging it, but two books are hanging Pedro, it? Pedro Martinez is not coming back for the Red Sox today. Okay. So we don't Agreed. have to worry about that. So the only thing, it's a minimum 160. The Favorite? minimum price the Red Sox today are against the It A's. doesn't matter who they throw. Triple A pitcher they call up. It doesn't matter who they throw today. Well, they're throwing a major leaguer. I mean, we don't know who it is, but <laughs> but some but they're throwing, starters. Not I mean, good. if it's you, starters. obviously, we're right. going to change. We're going to change. You know, if it's me, I'm only good for an inning. My arm will be shot after an inning, I think. But I could only go an <laughs> inning, so I'd only be an opener at this point. Okay. Um, if it's you, obviously, we're going to change the number. But they're pitching a major league guy, and there's probably 
I used to go to this site. I can't remember what it was um, to look at like possible pitching matchups ballpark. I can't remember what it was. Anyhow, you have an idea. It's going to be like one of three guys. So the price is all interchangeable. Okay. If you want to put it up back in the day when it was listed pitchers, you wouldn't put it up. Well, there's still a bunch of books that still do listed pitchers. Yeah, I put it up. I'd rather put it up. I mean, the clock is ticking. The game's at six forty Pacific. Right, just put up one seventy five. Let them. What's the worst that could happen today, P. Raw? A's win. No, even better. People (laughs) bet the A's. Right. Put it up and let them bet the A's. Let's go. Red Sox run line. I just I can't play it until I see who the Red Sox have starting for them. I just need that. Tell me, right. who, tell me the price. Tell me who it is. That's what I want to know. And I have not. It's now here. It's 1235 Pacific time. And we don't know who the starting pitcher is for the Red Sox. It's just like, what the hell are we this doing? This became an accepted form of listing the starting pitcher not that long ago. The mm. Rays used to do it all the time. The Angels invented it. And I swear, Joe Madden was, right. the, was the manager at the time, driving us crazy. And like TK was in a room with me, he used to come in at two o'clock to work his shift and we would still have the game off. And he'd be like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> we don't know who the pitcher is. I don't want to put him in and have to change him. Right. And then, you know, because it's a whole, we had to fill out a, a mini report every time the pitcher change happened because you put in the adjusted price. Mm. We determined the adjusted price for all the parlays with the opening number of the new guy. If you didn't know what the opening number was, or you didn't know what the guy was going to be, you couldn't put an opening number in. Parlays may not get graded. It was a nightmare. Mm. Just like the, you know, just like that book leaving the sheets off. It can be a nightmare for some people. We'll, we'll talk that, about yeah. that later. Yeah, get that. That's later in the week. We'll do that. I'm saving that for midweek because that's going to be a fun rant. All right. So we're going to do 10, the top 10 teams in college football, their schedule, wins or losses. And then we'll okay. do 32 with 32 teams in 32 days. That will take us up to the start of the NFL season. Okay. Yeah. God, preseason football has, or the preseason poll is now out. Did you know Utah is a top 10 team? Utah is a top 10 team. I was like third, third in the pack 12 though. Right? Yeah. And they're a top 10 team. Third, eight and a half is the win total with under 135 juiced. So the associated press and the folks inside the books are on very different planes for the Utah Utes as to what they're going to look like this coming season. So here is the schedule for Utah this year. Okay. They play Florida in Salt Lake City. Utah, Florida, after playing last year in which Utah won the game, I had Florida in that game. Utah won the game. Florida may come in for some payback here. What's the opening number for that? Uh, I did not see the Hold on. Number. I'll look it up while you talk. Okay. Go ahead. Florida, neutral field, but not neutral. Be a lot of a lot of red in that building. Then they play at Baylor. What do you mean? That's not that's not at Utah. That's no. It's in Salt Lake City, isn't it? Is is that home? Is it a home and home or is or is that I thought it was on neutral field? Well, that's a home game. I think actually you're right. I think you're right. Sorry. So that's yeah. Utah's okay. a nine point favorite. They're winning. Wow. Game. How about that? Yeah. All right. Then they play Baylor on the road. They had a week. Is that? Is that a th- Saturday night? 
in Utah or Saturday during the day. Yeah. 12 noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Start time in Waco. Early start for Utah. Woo. Baylor knew what they were doing there. <laughs> have that game, have that game at 9 a.m. West Coast team coming east. Oh man. Uh wow. That's that's a tough game. It's a loss. So one and one start. Weber Weber stated to a W. Then yep. UCLA for homecoming, early homecoming on September 23rd. Who has homecoming in September? You ain't been people, gone long enough. People in Salt Lake because of the weather. They want to tailgate in warmth, not cold. Homecoming is an October thing. Should, Maybe but, even a November thing. That's no good. That's the East Coast thing when the leaves fall. That's what. Yeah, that's exactly. That's when homecoming is late. You have to leave to come home. They're in Utah. You can't have homecoming. <laughs> You ain't left yet except yeah, one they're trip in the to mountains. Waco. They're in the mountains. It, it snows come October. They're in snow. What? You could do homecoming in the snow? They don't want to. They, they want to be nice. They'll win, a, they'll win a UCLA game. All right. At Oregon State. Should win that game, right? It's a four and one start, if so. The game's harder than you think. It is. Yes. No, 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 no. Oregon State's going to be tough. It's a road game. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Bye week. And then after the bye, they have a kind of a layup with Cal because Cal's not very good. Correct. But after that, <laughs> at USC, home for Oregon, at Arizona State, at Washington, at Arizona. Home against Arizona State and then at, at Oh, sorry. Blaster. Thank you. Well, they're losing at USC. They're losing at Washington. And they're losing home against Oregon, too. Uh, I don't know. Good game, but I take Oregon as of right now. I like Bo Nix. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I have nine. First thought. What was eight. your number? Eight. It's a literally, it's one of those two. <laughs> it's eight, eight or nine. I mean, but here's if the they problem. go 10 and one, that's the, that's that, that, Oh, they have the they have the teams on their schedule. They've got the road games on their schedule to be a conversation piece for the playoffs. No question. So, yeah, if they win the Pac-12 at eleven and one, they just got to get 12, the 12, 12 right and one. have the game here like they and did last it. year. Yep, and then win it. Yeah, can will two losses get them in the championship? No, game? for a Pac-12 school, no, 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 no. No, 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 in the Pac-12 championship. Oh, it here. could. I mean, two losses in two conference, losses you mean? Can get them, in, yeah, two losses in the conference. Can they still get here? I mean, or is it going to be USC and the other one of Washington, Oregon, and Utah? <sighs> that would be, nah, that would be tough. Because because you would have, to, it's, it's top two teams that make it. Right. So, That's what I mean. Is there going to be a team with two losses that can get in, or is it going to be the? I mean, maybe. Yeah, there could one, be one, but, but you can't make know. the playoffs with two losses, so you'd be out of it. You, yeah, I'm just. You, I'm not worried about the the playoff in the Pac-12 is like a nice, amusing thing to talk about every year, <laughs> and then it never happens. Yeah, it's I mean, it's so annoying. It could happen, but I mean, it could it could happen with. I think eight. I have eight. You have nine. So you bet the over with plus money. I'd lay the juice with the under at minus one thirty five for Utah, but I don't think. I mean, to be a top 10 team, I don't agree with that standings. But again, it's a very strange year. In case you're curious, the top 10 rankings, Georgia's one. This is the AP top 25 that came out today. Georgia, 
one, TCU two, Michigan three, Ohio State four. Did you say TCU? That's I'm looking at this AP top 25. Now it updated July 17th. I don't think this, I think this is last year's ranking. Oh, that's how finished. Yeah. That's how finished. Okay. So it's last year, but it says updated, you know, July 17th. So I don't think we've seen the updated one, but I'm working off of last year and Utah went 10 and four and they ended up 10th. Tulane ended up ninth. So I'm working off of that, but just kind of crazy. We'll do Tulane tomorrow, which is kind of like, wait, what? But the AP top 25 poll is going to set to come out soon. I mean, it comes out right at the end of July for the preseason. Hmm. So we'll see before they go to sports grid real quick here study that came out. Our friends at, at, uh, at sports handle had this study last week mm-hmm. showing a significant start or surge rather in women's betting, women's sports betting world cup about to start this week saying that they're, they've seen dramatic growth of women's sports in a hugely positive development for sports bettors in the betting market, significant and untapped opportunities for sports betting. Do you agree with this? Wait, they're saying what? That this, that the, the increase in women's athletics, WNBA, for instance. Okay. Yeah. NBA has exploded. WNBA has got a ton of attention on it this summer. The aces are killing everybody. They're, you know, talking about wanting to have charter flights. They want to expand the league into different markets. It's a growth potential for the NBA. They're still losing money every year on the WNBA, but they're investing more money because they see the growth potential. Women's World Cup starts this week. A lot of people are going to be interested in watching Team USA. I'm not sure what the handle will be. They'll be watching it. What happened with the NCAA tournament for women's with Iowa and the LSU situation and all that, all the attention. They're claiming that there is is a significant opportunity in sports betting for books to make markets and money off of women's sports. Oh, we were talking about it yesterday with the, with, uh, with my daughter and, uh, and Michaela mm-hmm. I was trying to explain to them lines for baseball versus softball. And I told them both. I literally said it out loud. I said, you guys don't listen to anything I say right now. Cause you're 19 and 20 <laughs> and you know, everything. Right. But if you really want to learn how to do this, because we were making basketball numbers and try to teach them, I said, you should, guys should learn. I'll, I'll help you do this because I had to do it for work. How to make softball numbers. Girls softball is going to be gigantic. You guys will be the only people in the world that don't know how to do this. The German Sports Institute in Cologne unveiled a study at the iGaming Business Live Conference in Amsterdam last week in which it focuses on five sports, okay. soccer, tennis, basketball, cricket, volleyball, cricket, not, cricket, not softball. This is globally speaking now. Okay. Okay. But yeah, softball, not global, but it is, I, I said the same thing. I went cricket. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't tell you how to bet cricket with men playing, let alone women playing. It. It's gigantic over there. Overseas. It's, it's big in a lot of places. It's a, it's a good gambling sport to watch. Hmm. So, I mean, I've our guy told. over, I've never done it, but our I've guy over told. in Australia wants us to have a cricket betting channel on our discord channel. We haven't done this yet because I don't think anybody really cares about it, but he sent me a very long DM over the weekend. Leighton did. Yes. <laughs> Hi, Leighton. Um, it's a very long, uh, why don't you have this on the discord channel type of message? Really? Yep. That we should be looking at it. 
from a marketing standpoint. What is the Discord channel again? BVBshow.com. Huh. I mean, listen, if people can see it and watch it and understand it, they'll bet on it. There's no question. Um, He said, uh, hi, Matt. I had an idea about the brigade being introduced to cricket with this major league cricket league starting over in the U.S. these past couple of days. I was thinking that there are three games to be shown on CBS over there, whether or not it would be a good idea for me to have a watch along game. So the American guys can watch the game. And if they have questions, they can ask me during them live inside a discord channel. This is really happening. This is going to be, this is like, this is actually a really interesting idea. The games are on CBS tomorrow. I guess so. That's what he said. CBS sports, sports CBS network, sports. not big CBS, but CBS sports network. I'm, I'm Addison. Just came in a chat, said Major League Cricket tomorrow's on CBS. Wow. CBS, big CBS? Well, it says on CBS Sports. No, it's probably CBS Sports okay. Network. But okay, yeah, it makes sense. Um, either way, I'm interested. I loved, I mean, learning, and you've done it. You did it with the Hard 75. You continue to do it. We talk about it on the show. And like Josie Myers had a great message, which we'll talk about in mm, yeah. be bonus time and all this other stuff. Being comfortable, being uncomfortable is a really good way to learn something new and mm. to have an open mind. When COVID hit, I got called back into work. I was the only one. And I always pushed off the soccer and I always pushed off the other sports. We didn't have other sports for a little while. So we had to book all stuff that we didn't like. I was like, geez, I got to learn up more about this in different leagues and different places if there's a market for it and you can actually take the lead in it, I think it's a good idea. I'm I'm in for it. So if there's a lot of people to bet the WNBA, you've bet the WNBA. Have you not? Uh, not this year, but I do in the playoffs. Yeah. Right. Because I think there is, I think there absolutely is going to be the more, the same way that guys look at football, baseball, basketball and think, well, I played the sport so I can bet it that women who play the sport would do the same thing. Well, I played women's basketball. I played softball. I played soccer. I can bet it. I, I think yeah. there's going to be a larger. They're so much smarter than us in that regard. They're they like, are. They also are intimidated as holy hell when they walk into a book and look at the numbers because no one's there to help them. And they don't wow. want to feel and to be made to be feel like they're dumb. So they walk up, they see a bunch of numbers and no one's there to help them. The more we open it and make it fun and make it inclusive, I think you will see more sports being bet in uh, on the women's side. Well, between that and you know, they're using this for beards too. Like the, that too. They're using, they're using a lot of books are very. Uh, you get multiple chances when you have um, a girl's name versus a boy's name when you start to take advantage of certain numbers and get that CLV and all that other stuff. So mm-hmm. they know that too, but. You're right. I, I, I mean, as the dad of three girls who are into sports, and you have a daughter who's not even into sports, but there's a lot of girl dads out there that are teaching their daughters mm. about sports, and moms are involved in those conversations too. Maybe they will get involved, but they're just smart. They're like, "Wait, I got to put up eleven to win 10? <laughs> I have to. I have to do what? I try to explain a money line to, 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 to teenagers, and they're like, "That's dumb." I'm like, your baby sister said point spreads are dumb. So I don't know who's right. Yeah, I think there's a market. I think there's going to be um, – I, I don't think it's a big market yet. 
I think it's starting. It's small. I think a book that makes it inclusive or puts up numbers that people, that women are going to be interested in and doing things, I think it could be brought along. I, I don't think it's going to ever be a, a bigger market than a men's sport or a men's betting market. But I do think that there's going to be a market for it, in particular in the summertime where we're trying to find that gap. WNBA fits in quite nicely. It does. It is that bridge. It has to be something going on, not against football. Yes. And it can't be during the fall. Yeah. No matter what sport it is, how great it is, what's on TV, nothing that anyone's going to come up with, whether it's like pickleball or any of that other stuff, nothing's happening during football season for the books. They're not even going to address it. Doesn't matter. No. Sports Grid, thank you so much. We appreciate you guys being here. We're back tomorrow, same place, same time for you guys live on YouTube and on Twitter. Don't move. Bonus time is next. All right, we're going to go right into this today because we can go right straight into one Mr. or our, what we call, better. Played the wrong bonus time. Sorry. What what just happened? <laughs> I played better to book it instead of playing bonus time the first time. So I played better to book it the second time. By design or by and, accident? No, by mistake. The, the, the second time it so well. All you had to do was just come back and just go, all right, now we're going. The second time was right, but the bonus time was supposed to be better to book it. I could have just right, run, ran fine. through it, but it's fine. Uh, okay. So I don't know what to do with the Red Sox. I'm going to bet the run line against the A's, but I don't know how because I don't know, I don't know who's pitching yet. So I can't bet it yet. But right now, Red Sox run line. Yeah. Against the A's. It's fine. This is game one of the series, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. In Oakland. Red Sox are 27 and 20, I believe it is, on the run line on the road this year. Oh, you want the run line? Oh, yeah. On the road. Not just the money line. Money line's going to be 175, 180. 165, probably, mm-hmm. right now. Depends on who's pitching. <laughs> Oh, I hate the first game of the series with the run line. They were just at home. Were they not? No, they weren't. No, Where at were Chicago. they? At Chicago. They were in Chicago. Okay, so it's not that bad of a flight. Mm-mm. I'm hesitant. I, I I think I'm booking it. Okay. Over nine and a half Orioles, Dodgers. I got even money last night on this. Mm. No, the starting pitching, I don't understand the number. It hasn't moved. It's still nine and a half. Nine and a half over 15 in some spots. Uh, I think I'll bet this one with you. Got to do a little more work on Rodriguez. Both starting pitchers. I mean, my goodness gracious. Opposing batting average of 350 for over, right? Yeah. (laughs) And the Dodgers are the number one team for overs and their number two team on the road. Games in Baltimore have been consistently going over too. Yeah, and the Orioles, I think. The Dodgers right. are one of the top teams in baseball to the over. Are they not? The top team to baseball. Oh, they are number one right yeah. now? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is bet. Yes, yeah. bet. Marlins money line. I got plus oh. 105 yesterday on this. Oh. Lazardo going. He's been unbelievable in July. Sub 1-8 ERA in July. At St. Louis? Yep. Against Mikolas. Oh, we can't put St. Louis out of out of the conversation even. Nope, because they're in the central. But right, 
I think I like I like St. Louis a little they bit here today. Stink on the road. I mean, yeah. stick at home run. Stick at home run. The, the the Marlins are very good on the road. Lazardo's won uh, three of his last four, three in a row actually, and three of his last four, four of his last five starts. I he won uh, two, three starts or two starts ago. He beat St. Louis fourteen to two, right in Miami. Mm-hmm. I'm leaning. I'm leaning St. Louis. I would actually book this one. Okay, so we go two of that. Favorite thing about today is what? Um. Oh, kids stayed up late last night. Summer late last night, summertime, but we're, we're closer to the end of summer than the beginning now. Oh my God. Are we ever, I mean, it's the 17th. We're in the countdown this house to the ninth, August 9th. We had to have the discussion yesterday that the week before school starts, we have to get back on track. Like we have to try. We can't just start that first week is a mess, but everybody slept in last night. Okay. Or or stayed up last night, stayed up late. Yeah. It's 1254. I haven't heard a soul in this house. I don't know what time they were up to. I have no idea. It hasn't been that sunny. It's supposed to rain this afternoon. Sun's out now. Clouds. It's out, but it's not like out. Like with a ton of sunlight in the house. Right. So my favorite thing about today is that like, I'm going to go read a book after this. Like just quietly, like just sit and read a book inside because- It's stifling everywhere else outside. It is. It but is. That's that. That's my favorite thing about today. Is like the house is quiet. Right. I have two. Uh, the first is you and me are doing Sports Grid live tonight. Oh, that's official. I thought you're. I mean, you're on the list. I thought you said you're Friday. I'm tonight. Is my debut is tonight? No way. <laughs> it's tonight. Yes. Oh my. <laughs> it's tonight. I thought it was Friday. No, Friday's my second one. Tonight, so me, you, and Zeno for the first hour. Correct, you're on the list. I was like, oh, I was Holy like, okay, crap, you're coming on tonight. So if you are inclined inclined to watch BVB live for in game live starting at 9 p.m. Eastern time, oh my, God. you will get me for three hours, you for an hour, Mark Zeno coming in for the three hours as well. So uh, I will be back on Friday night, but tonight's my debut on Twitter. <laughs> so you get a whole. From 9 p.m. Eastern to 2 a.m. Eastern on Sports Grid, you're gonna get five hours of one of us or both of us together on Sports. You believe it? These we're on BVB bonus time, right? <laughs> these fucking guys got us for five fucking hours. It's, it's, it's between. The, are you yeah. serious? These yep. fucking guys got us for five hours now. Uh, just for tonight. I mean, not consistently, but for tonight, yes. And then Friday, I'm back on Friday. You'll be back on Friday as well. So Monday and Friday this week, I'll be on Sports Grid hosting. So should be fun. Dubsy goes to FanDuel TV, and I take over for Dubsy. So there we go. So, so, so that's how that that's how that works. Uh, so check that out tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Sports Grid TV. If you guys want, to, if you're so inclined, it should be pretty funny. And then uh, I always feel short whenever I go to basketball tournaments. <laughs> But I felt really short yesterday because you these look so small. <laughs> I look so small. <laughs> I look so tiny. So on the on the right side of the screen is Kevin Walker, who played UCLA played basketball at UCLA, was in blue chips, got dunked on by Shaq in the movie. His son, Simon, is playing with Lawrence's son. These two guys, all three of us, worked together for the Huntsville flight. They still both live in Huntsville right now. 
Wow. Didn't think I was going to see Lawrence. Didn't think I was going to see all of them. But for Lawrence and Kevin, it was so freaking fun yesterday to spend the afternoon with them, have them meet Madeline. I got a chance to see not only Kevin's son, but also Kevin's ex-wife and, and their daughter, who I had not seen since their wedding. They've been divorced for 12 years, mm. but I was at their wedding. Didn't think I was going to see Christy. So I was like, what the hell? Whoa. Like when I turned around, she was there. I was like, I didn't think I was going to see her. And then her daughter was there. Abby was in Abby's 24. Last time I saw Abby, she was five. So wow. was like, I was like, she lives in Is LA. She tall? No, she's tiny. Her because her because so Christy's t- tiny too because she ran a gymnastics academy in 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 uh, Huntsville for years. Okay, and so and her daughters are all former gymnasts and former cheerleaders. And like, it was a whole wacko fun walk down memory lane for me with people that I had not seen. And then I saw Greg McDermott, the coach of Creighton. So I got to fanboy out a bit with him. I saw Steve right. Lutz, who's the coach of Texas A&M Corp- Corpus Christi, who nice. was on Mac staff, who I got to know really, really well and had a, a many a fun times with him and, you know, on the phone and talking about stuff in basketball and whatever. And I, I was super psyched to see him making the tournament, making the run that Corpus Christi made last year. And it was a really fun day. Madeline was bored out of her mind and the gym was a hundred degrees. It was so oh, hot. Oh. Oh, it was brutal. It was AC, but like McDermott, I felt bad for Mac because he was like pouring sweat. I mean, the guy's six, nine, the big body guy. Right, right. right. He's like, they all were laughing like you chose to come to this sweat box on purpose. Like you're actually mm. wanting to be here. Like, why are you here? Go somewhere else. It was like, right. I'm here to see you guys. Right. So it was, it was a really, really fun day yesterday. That was a ton of fun. So I, t- I told Kevin and Lawrence, I'll give them a shout out on the show today. So fantastic. Uh, good stuff with those guys. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm just a little bit shorter. I'm like five eleven and three quarters. I'm just short of six feet tall. And I could not have felt more of a midget. <laughs> running around <laughs> it's funny when the kids see it like that's uh-huh. you know i was standing next to lauren on court side oh god the guys were worse. right behind yeah. us yeah and you know the one picture they took i was just like i don't i look like i'm 12 <laughs> you know i mean i'm 5 10 but like i look like i was 12 right with these grown men who are young kids behind you that's neat that's fun. Yeah. So it was, it was neat to watch some, some AU because that, that's how I started coming to Vegas. I started when I was covering for rivals.com and I was doing the Creighton rival site. That's why my Vegas trips began. I took one trip by myself before that for a guy's trip to Vegas, actually to LA. And then we drove to Vegas because I said, let's go to Vegas instead. So we drove oh. to Vegas, but that was my first trip. That was in 2008 from 09 all the way until I moved here every year. I was coming in July. I was coming to watch AAU tournament. So it was fun for me to go have a walk down memory lane to find out all the things that had changed since I was covering recruiting in Vegas. And a lot has changed. I mean, AAU used to be wars, like sneaker wars. It, mm-hmm. I mean, not anymore. It's all, everyone's against Nike. Adidas and, and Under Armour are together against Nike. So mm-hmm. there's a Nike events and then there's Under Armour and Adidas events that have come together. And it was kind of cool to realize like, when I was there, they used to sell these, you mentioned the packet. Well, the packet was a monster deal. Like they, us in the media, we, we would get it. They used to charge the coaches up to 150 bucks 
to get this massive printed out pack of all the kids, phone numbers, email addresses, contact, and whatnot. We in the media, we got it for free. It was always really fun because the coaches were like, how the hell did you guys get that? We're like, it's ours. We're in the media. They're like, that's garbage. That's how, they, <laughs> that's, how they, that's how they made so much of their money. So now it's all digitized. Now it's just nothing. There's no printing. It's all just emailed out. So it comes to you by email. So it was very, very cool. So I enjoyed that a lot. All right. If you want to watch Dave and I later tonight, you guys can do that. We'll be there live on Sports Grid at 9 p.m. Eastern time. If you are listening on YouTube or Twitter or on Spotify, Apple, leave reviews. You guys have been doing that and telling us about it. We really do appreciate that. That does help us when you guys do that. Leave a comment as well. Dave, Matt, back tomorrow for a Tuesday's BBB.